Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 244 for the week of December 18th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder, you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with another look back at the third quarter for trucking revenues. You'll recall that a few weeks ago, we talked about not seasonally adjusted data for trucking and for parcel and local delivery. This time we have both uh, we have seasonally adjusted data for both, which allows us to compare performance quarter over quarter more accurately. Also, we have data for the general freight and specialized segments of the industry, which were not released with the advanced data. Seasonally adjusted, the decreases in for higher trucking revenues slowed quarter over quarter during the third quarter according to data from the Census Bureau. Revenues for the entire trucking industry declined seven-tenths of a percent for the smallest seasonally adjusted sequential decline in the past five quarters. Revenues were down uh, just under 11% year-over-year. General freight and specialized trucking saw similar decreases. General freight trucking revenues declined eight-tenths of a percent. That's the smallest drop in five quarters. Uh, and revenues were down just under 15% year-over-year. Specialized trucking revenues eased six-tenths of a percent and were down only 2% year-over-year. Specialized revenues did not surge as sharply as general freight revenues did in late 2021 and early 2022, but they have held up better after their peak. Before seasonal adjustment, general freight revenues declined 2% quarter-over-quarter. Unadjusted specialized freight revenues fell just under 3%. Moving on to what the government calls couriers and messengers, or what we call parcel and local delivery. After a couple of quarter-over-quarter decreases, uh, which are the first since the first quarter of 2019, seasonally adjusted revenues for parcel and local delivery rose 3.6% during the third quarter. Revenues for the sector were down 3.5% year-over-year. They were down year-over-year for the third straight quarter, and that is significant because they, before that three straight uh, decreases, they had not uh, posted a negative year-over-year comparison since the third quarter of 2010. Okay, let's move on and talk about diesel prices. And it's basically more of the same as the national average price of diesel fell 9.3 cents to $3.89.4 a gallon during the week ended December 18th. For those keeping score at home, that's the eighth straight 
decrease, and it's a total of more than 65 cents a gallon. If we go back to when diesel prices first started to decline in late September, after 11 straight in increases, prices are down about 74 cents following decreases in 11 of the last 13 weeks. However, it is worth noting that one of those two weeks where we saw an increase, the increase was actually just over 10 cents a gallon. Diesel prices are now lowest on average since mid-July. With a nationwide drop of more than 9 cents a gallon, not surprisingly, diesel prices were down on average in all regions of the country, ranging from just over 7 cents a gallon in the Gulf Coast region, where prices are already the least expensive on average, to 15.7 cents a gallon on the West Coast if we exclude California. However, California itself saw a double-digit drop as well, as prices fell 13.6 cents a gallon on average. Although New England and Central Atlantic are seeing diesel prices um, well above $4.30 a gallon, the average price on the East Coast as a whole is now just under $4 a gallon, and that's because prices in the lower Atlantic region are now below $4, and in fact are below $3.80. Meanwhile, crude prices have eased a bit recently, but not by a dramatic degree. West Texas Intermediate in late November have been trading mostly between $75 and $78 a barrel. Over the past couple of weeks, WTI has closed between $68 and $73, although the most recent closings have been toward the higher end of that range. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended December 15th, which is week 50 of the year. Broker-posted spot rates in the truck stop system held steady overall during the week as dry-van and refrigerated rates declined for the second straight week. Flatbed rates also eased slightly, but total market rates were unchanged, largely because flatbed has the highest rates and saw less volume decrease than did dry-van or refrigerated. Van spot rates typically rise during the final two weeks of the year, but the timing of the holidays can play a role. The fact that the current week ends a couple of days before Christmas Eve could moderate the uh, usual dynamic this week. However, if that occurs, we would expect that the first week of 2024 likely would see a rate increase uh, in drive-in and refrigerated instead of decreases, which are more common. The total broker posted rate uh, was essentially unchanged week over week. Rates were more than 9% below the same week uh, last year and more than 4.3% below the five-year average. Even though rates were down in all principal uh, equipment types, uh, the total market rate was steady for two reasons. Mainly, flatbed rates are higher than refrigerated uh, and van rates and flatbed volume held up better during the week. But we also saw that spot rates for specialized equipment, and it's a, that's a small part of the spot market that we don't normally talk about uh, in the podcast, those rates rose more than $0.08, cents, which is the strongest increase during uh, or since August. Okay, let's look at rates by segment. Drive-in spot rates declined $0.2.4, cents. After falling $0.08 cents during the previous week, rates were nearly 10% below the same week last year 
and exactly 10% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell 5.6 cents after dropping 12 cents during the previous week. Rates were more than 11% below the same 2022 week and the five-year average as well. And flatbed spot rates eased four-tenths of a cent after ticking up a tenth of a cent in the prior week. Rates were about 10% below the same week last year and two-tenths of a percent below the five-year average. Okay, let's look at volume. Total load activity eased 3.5%. Volume was down nearly 19% year-over-year, nearly 32% from the five-year average. Load postings were up in the southeast, but they were down in all other regions. Let's look at volume by segment. Drive-in loads fell 7.7%. Volume, which was down week over week in all regions, was more than 23% below the same week last year and more than 31% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads eased just over 4%. That activity uh, was up in the southeast and marginally on the west coast, but was down elsewhere. Refrigerated volume was 28% below the same week last year and 35% below the five-year average for the week. Flatbed loads edged down half a percent. They were up in the southeast and the Midwest, but down elsewhere. Volume was more than 9% below the same 2022 week and about 38% below the five-year average for the week. Let's wrap up the weekly data with a quick look at mortgage rates which have now fallen for seven straight weeks and have dipped below 7%. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell less than a tenth of a point in the latest week to 6.95%, according to Freddie Mac. Mortgage rates have been above 7% since mid-August. It's probably too early for the recent moderation in mortgage rates to have much effect on the monthly housing market data we track, But we'll see. Our next podcast in early January will look at residential construction and sales of new and existing homes in November. Moving on to the monthly data, we have some key indicators of the industrial and consumer sectors, and we'll start with industrial. The end of the United Auto Workers Union strikes against three U.S. manufacturers led to a sharp month-over-month increase in motor vehicles and parts production. Excluding automotive, and thus the effects of that one-time spike, manufacturing output actually eased slightly. Total industrial production increased two-tenths of a percent month-over-month, seasonally adjusted in November, as manufacturing output increased three-tenths of a percent, and utilities and mining were mixed. Utilities output declined four-tenths of a percent, while mining output increased three-tenths of a percent. So as I noted, motor vehicles and parts production bounced back to the tune of 7.1%. That was after a drop of just under 10% during October. Excluding automotive, manufacturing output declined two-tenths of a percent. Although motor vehicles and parts uh, by far saw the largest increase in manufacturing Gains of around 1% also occurred in uh, computer and electronic products and in aerospace and miscellaneous transportation equipment. Wood products saw a decrease of around 
Industrial production was down four-tenths of a percent year-over-year in November. Manufacturing output was down eight-tenths of a percent, but motor vehicles in parts production was up 2.4% year-over-year. If we exclude automotive, manufacturing production, instead of being uh, down eight-tenths of a percent, was down 1.1% year-over-year. Okay, let's look at consumers. Retail and food service sales edged higher in November, but falling gasoline prices were a major drag. Sales overall increased three-tenths of a percent month-over-month, but they were up six-tenths of a percent, excluding gasoline station sales, which fell 2.9%, and that, of course, was almost totally due to pricing. Overall retail sector pricing inflated sales figures slightly. Retail and food service sales increased two-tenths of a percent adjusted for inflation, according to estimates from the St. Louis Federal Reserve. In current dollars, retail and food service sales were up 4.1% year-over-year. Real sales were up just nine-tenths of a percent year-over-year, however. Changes month-over-month in nominal dollar sales varied notably by retail sector. In addition to gas station sales, sectors posting notable uh, drops in sales included department stores, down 2.5%, miscellaneous store retailers, down 2%, and electronics and appliance stores, down 1.1%. Despite a sharp drop in department store sales, Total general merchandise sales were down just two-tenths of a percent. Retail segments posting notable sales increases included food services and drinking establishments, or uh, what we would call restaurants and bars. That was up 1.6%. Sporting goods and related stores up 1.3%, and non-store retailers up 1%. Furniture stores and health and personal care stores each posted gains of just under a percent. Motor vehicle and parts dealers sales were up half a percent month over month in November. Finally, this week, we'll look at pricing at both the consumer and producer levels. Consumer inflation remained tame overall in November as a decrease in gasoline prices basically offset an increase in pricing for shelter or housing, as we might call it. The consumer price index for all items ticked up just a tenth of a percent month over month. That was after holding flat in October. Over the past 12 months, the unadjusted all items CPI was up three-tenths of a percent, down just slightly from the 3.2% 12-month change that we had seen in October. The CPI, excluding the volatile food and energy sectors, increased three-tenths of a percent month-over-month after rising two-tenths in October. The unadjusted index less food and energy was up 4.0% for the last 12 months, and that is the same as the October figure. Finally, let's look at pricing at the producer level, and that includes pricing for freight transportation services, but we'll start with the broader data first. As was the case with consumer inflation. Falling fuel prices moderated overall pricing at the producer level in November. The producer price index for food for final demand was unchanged in November after falling four-tenths of a percent in October. 
within goods, a 1.2% decrease uh, in final demand energy basically offset increases elsewhere. The unadjusted producer price index for final demand was up nine-tenths of a percent for the 12 months ended in November. If we exclude food, energy, and trade services, the producer price index for final demand ticked up a tenth of a percent month over month and was up 2.5% for the 12 months ended in November. Okay, let's look at freight transportation. The producer price indexes for truck transportation declined month over month. Uh, Looking uh, at individual sectors, the general freight truckload, PPI, eased four-tenths of a percent. That was after modest increases that we had seen in September and October. And the PPI for truckload was down just over 15% year over year. LTL, after rising in each month since Yellow Corporation shutdown, the LTL producer price index declined 1.4% month over month and was down six-tenths of a percent year over year. And the long-distance specialized PPI declined seven-tenths of a percent month over month and was down 6.4% year over year. The producer price index for freight brokerage eased three-tenths of a percent. That was after starting to reverse a year-long slide during September and October. The PPI for freight brokerage was down 15% year over year. Uh, That sounds like a lot, but it's actually the least negative comparison since October of last year. And it was slightly higher than the level that we'd seen immediately before the pandemic. Not all freight-related PPIs were down, however. The rail intermodal producer price index ticked up three-tenths of a percent. That's the fourth straight increase, but it was still down 8.5% year-over-year. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. Trucking revenues eased slightly in the third quarter, seasonally adjusted. Diesel prices have fallen about 65 cents in the last eight weeks. Spot rates overall were essentially flat in the latest week. Mortgage rates fell below 7%. The automotive sector bolstered manufacturing output in November. Retail and food service sales ticked up a bit, but there was wide disparity among individual sectors. Falling gasoline prices kept consumer inflation in check. Producer prices overall were flat in November. And for the most part, producer pricing for freight transportation uh, was slightly weaker in November. We'll be taking next week off. When we return in the new year, we'll have several items to catch up on, including residential construction, sales of new and existing homes, new orders for durable durable manufactured goods, consumer spending, retail inventories, and probably a few other things that I'm overlooking at this moment. Plus, we'll recap the week in diesel prices in the spot market for truck freight as usual, uh, and we'll actually be covering, I guess, a couple of weeks. So that's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 244 for the week of December 18th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us in 2024. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage 
at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.